But you are not in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters, and you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. For you are all children of the light of the day. We don't belong to darkness and night. So be on your guard, not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. It's what we talk about today, like a thief in the night. I guess the question is, are you ready? Do you know that things are coming to an end? Uh, It's not, maybe not tomorrow. It's not a scare tactic. It's nothing of the sort. It's saying, are your wicks trimmed? Are you ready? Do you want to see the Lord? That's the thing that we need to continue to talk about, and it's good to do it. So, today, I've got me, as you can hear my voice, and Eddie, Pastor Eddie. Uh, It's great to see you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing okay, Steve. Well, good. Okay, that's what we have to do. That's right. That's right. Keep on keeping on and continue to just uh, put our trust in the Lord and continue to ask for His wisdom and keep moving ahead, right? Absolutely. Amen. So, I want to tell you that it's it's been it's been a, a good ride. I don't know if you've been kind of watching the Cubs or not, kind of where they're at. But I did want to let you know they are beginning to win. Now yeah. that's helpful. <laughs> well, don't tell our listeners that I got a Dodger hat on. Well, so that, no, I, I, I dare I dare I tell them. I wear this in honor of the McPhail boys and. My pal Dennis, he's the one who gave me this hat. Yeah, that doesn't mean I'm a Dodger fan, but yeah. it's just uh, I don't badmouth other teams usually, not no. like some Cardinal fans do. But I see they're they can can they, they, yeah, can they can put it out there with the rest. Sometimes, okay. so uh, yeah. of course that all Cub fans are real well mannered and well behaved. So yeah, yeah, very. <laughs> <laughs> Be out the bleachers at Wrigley. <laughs> I think we know better. <laughs> Boy, yeah, I'm in, in fear of my life in the bleachers at Wrigley. <laughs> well, hey, um, it's graduation time, and uh, there's a lot of uh, college graduates already that have that have uh, made the walk. We've seen a few of them come back um, here this last weekend. Actually, that we saw quite a few. Actually, it was great, and. Um, so enjoyed that high school graduation for Sullivan anyway is coming up this weekend yeah. so that's exciting for uh, the kids and um, the school then therefore is wrapping up at the public schools so we're we are definitely in the midst of that and um, but you know I transitioned quickly to mention this and I I want to do it in a way that that just um calls for for peace and calls for uh, us to pray as a unified group Um, the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ the family of God Um, devastating news that we've heard on the news just recently about the Texas shooting um, down at the middle school or at the um, elementary school and um, boy it is it hits too close to home as um, many of us are have grandkids or children um, working with the school system and how important it is to uh, lift these families up um, 
don't know a lot about the situation. I've just I've seen probably what most of us have on the news, but um, we do know that evil is in this world. Um, it's a tragedy, absolutely horrific, and um, Satan wants us to think that the world's falling apart and there is no hope. But we are being reminded as we study uh, the Word of God that there is hope Absolutely. in Jesus Christ. Uh, the master of the world or the one that is kind of roaming the earth, uh, Satan, wants us to, uh, again, think there is um, no way. There's no way. And, um, and yet God brought us Jesus so that we can be reminded that there is a way and the way the truth and the life is Jesus Christ so I wanted to have just a time before we actually begin to start talking about the topic today just a time of prayer uh, for these families and these children and um, and just our, our political situation because it's so volatile it's nasty and there's a lot of things going on in the world. There's a lot of things going on in the in the states. Um, but God is not, um, I guess, what you maybe say is su- not surprised by it. He's not taken off guard by it. He's still a God who cares and loves and holds us tight. <clears throat> so if uh, we just do that right now, I think it'd be a great idea. Heavenly Father, I am. Uh, beyond words when I think about um, the majesty and the awesomeness of you I'm beyond words of knowing how to express my praise and thankfulness for a God who absolutely adores each and every one of us Father it's tough to think about tragedy and and sorrow and especially in such a mass destructive and dark way as these shootings are but Lord I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that we gather around in hope in love in great wisdom that you direct us with that you would you would be glorified in all things and it's hard to even see that in this but Lord we must and want to give you glory in all things because there is nothing evil about you you're not a God who brings destruction you're not a God who who hates us or or wants to prove a point or anything like that you're a God who loves gives us grace and mercy and you also are a God who heals who heals the heart who heals physical wounds and and um, protects Lord we don't understand every situation but we do know that you are in charge we do know that you care and we sometimes scratch our heads and wonder why why does this happen and why does it seem to be that we have so much to deal with the word says that we will be in times of trouble 
trouble will come our way. But there is hope. But there is a way. And that way is Jesus. And I thank you so much, Jesus, for what you've done. Thank you for holding us tight. And now, Lord, I ask that you would hold those families so close to you. Most of them have experienced uh, knowing you through the salvation of Jesus Christ. Most of those families know you specifically because of the school they've gone, they went to. And so, Lord, I pray that you would bring such a comfort to their hearts, such a, a, um, a beauty in the ashes. But, Lord, as they mourn, and, and um, I pray that a special comfort will be there close to them. And, Lord, we just ask that you would hold them in your bosom, hold them close, so that they'll feel your love, your protection, your goodness, and your grace. Thank you for hearing our prayer. And Lord, as we step into this time of talking about um, how to be prepared and how to come closer to you and work on a relationship with you and anticipate your return, Jesus, I pray that you would guide our words and give us wisdom that we need to speak with. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That passage when Jesus was talking about the world in Je- John, but he said, be a good cheer. I've overcome the world. So that's our hope. Amen. So. That's it. Amen. Well, so, like I said, Sunday, there's uh, a lot of people have asked this question, and there's different views on it. Are we in the last days? Romans thirteen eleven says, and do this, knowing the time, that now is the high time to wake out of sleep, for our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Do this, he's talking about loving others and be aware of Christ's return and uh, to be alert. And a lot of times we take things for granted, but I think it should always be on the back of our minds that today could be the day. It's like you said earlier, but we don't know. We don't have a clue when. Yeah, and that's the point because... It really is. Uh, and, I, I, and like I said, there's three, there's three different. Um, it's the same way with the tribulation. Uh, there's pre, uh, mid, and post. Pre being the church is taken out. Mid that Jesus will come back in the middle, or post at the end of that seven years. Uh, always my argument for that kind of has been uh, that I'm going to talk about a little bit Sunday about uh, the rapture, the taking out, the parousia, if you will. Um, my, my always my argument: if he comes mid trib, we'll know exactly. I think you would know exactly when he's coming. Mm. Antichrist sets up. Man, I tell you what, that would be a clear sign. Some guy shows up and, and brings world peace, and then he's, he lets the Jews rebuild their temple. And then he he sets himself up to for them to worship him. But I'm getting ahead of myself. But, you know, I would think you would know. I, I like the concept that uh, Paul uses the analogy of labor pains. How I'm going to... We that have children, we know we went through it with our wives, and they go into labor, and the contractions become closer and closer together before the birth, and that's that's what that's what Paul was talking about for Thessalonians. For you know quite well that the day this is chapter five, two and three. For you know quite well that one day, 
that the day of the Lord will come unexpectedly, like a thief in the night. When people are saying, all is well, everything is peaceful and secure, then disaster will fall upon them as suddenly as a woman's birth pains begin when her child is about to be born, and there will be no escape. So, and, and we, we think about the signs that, you know, that Christ gave us. Um, as you look at the prophetic calendar, that's, uh, that's pretty much the next event. There's, I, I can't find anything else that, that will happen to line up to, you know, his return. Hmm. Of course, what got that started, the disciples asked him that question, and they were making this statement, man, look how great this, this second temple is and how big it is and whatever. And Jesus says, well, do you see all these buildings? This is Matthew 24, 2. I assure you that they will be completely demolished, that not one stone will be left on top of another. Yeah. It took 46 years to build that. And when they got it completed in AD 63, in 70 AD, the Romans tore it down. Because <laughs> that's what he said. He said, yeah, and they couldn't believe it. You know, I think it was the same way with the, if somebody had told us on uh, September 10, 2001, I predict that the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center will come crashing to the ground in one day. Who would have believed that? Right. Here's some signs of the times, because the, the disciples wanted to, to, to know. Matthew 24, 4 through 8, Jesus said this, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And then he gives five, an explosion of religious deception. And that continues to grow around the world. <laughs> and I mentioned some people uh, that we had knew, we have known of, of the cults that they started and how they attracted a following. And then there will be, there will be people that say they are Christ. And in that sense, a lot of those cult leaders, they had that Jesus, that Messiah complex mm -hmm. that they thought they were him. Reincarnated, right. right? So that was, you know, that was the, that was the first thing, and then it's just a setting up of um, the Antichrist when he comes. Revelation six, verse one and two. Now I saw when the Lamb opened up the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, "Come and see!" And I looked. And behold, a white horse, he who sat on it, had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Mm -hmm. They still my Antichrist right. before Jesus comes back. He's an imitator. Christ will come back wearing many crowns on a white horse when he finally comes back uh, at the Revelation. The rap, there's, uh, second coming is in two stages. It's taking the church out in that second at the end of the tribulation when he comes back with saints. And the second sign was wars and rumors of war. Oh, my goodness. In my 71 years, there's always been wars and rumors of wars, always something going on somewhere, some conflict. Um, you know, 50 million died in World War One, but 70 million died in World War Two. And now, again, on the news every night, you see what, what's happening in Russia, with Russia and Ukraine. And now, Finland and Sweden, um, Putin has warned them. So, we think about the wars that's already been fought, but... Well, yeah, we think about... Um, Nothing compares to what it's going to be like during the tribulation. No, I was kind of checking in on the Middle East, and there was a lot of... There are continually fighting, continuous fighting. 
uh, that's going on uh, there. We just don't hear about it as much unless you focus in on it. But that whole area right there is, is an area where we need to observe and be attentive to as well. Uh, but there's, there's fighting across um, the Palestinian Always. lines. It, it, it never stops. Turkish, uh, they're starting to get more involved. That's something to be uh, heads up on that. Um, and so I, I kind of want to butt in on, on uh, you know, interject, I should say, maybe not butt in, but interject on some of the stuff that, that you've brought up. Um, before you mentioned, you know, do not, do not let your hearts be tr- troubled. So I guess the question is, let's just put this relevancy into um, the single day, like in, into a day, today. Uh, here we are, we're, we're hearing about um, here in the nation, um, there's a lot of focus in on things uh, towards this shooting. Uh, now, uh, of course, anytime we have mass shootings like this, the the increase and the rise of talks about arms and talks about gun control, gun control and then you throw in the mix of that, um, the Roe versus Wade, um, another another way another thing that divides our nation really separates um people let alone the political uh the the high the two high groups uh, democrats and and republicans and so in this time we think through our our nation's time how do we keep from being troubled today i think that that's a question that that maybe the people want to hear maybe our viewpoints on and and so i ask it and i kind of bring it out to you pastor and i know that there's a beginning standpoint on that but how do how do people keep from being troubled about all of these things well you do it through being in touch with god and the fact that you read hope in the scripture because you know that hope's coming from god you know a lot of people to calm themselves will go to the psalms because there's a lot of psalms about comfort right the Lord yeah. is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down on green pastures. And uh, you, um, blessed is a man who's, who's what's uh, for, it's, maybe it's one or two about being planted by this, the water. Mm-hmm. And he restores our soul. I can't quote it right now. I knew it at one time, but my mind's gone. <laughs> or a lot of it. But you well, know, blessed is a man who, mm-hmm. you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. And, uh, and I think that one 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 thing that needs to be very important as you as you speak about that, um, I think that if we were to remember that, you know, yes, we thinking about being in the Word, um, trying to figure out how to say this, but um, studying the Word daily. Um, is so important. Um, recognize where your mind falls into uh, that relationship with Him. But then also what we need to do is we need to make sure that, as you just said, and I think you're looking up the Scripture right now. But I am. I wanted to read that because it's important. It is. It's a, it's a psalm about well-being. Right. And, and one of the things that I want to comment about that is that it is, You'll you'll recognize in this that as you as a man or as a person plants himself next to a river, next to that, it's not 
we've got to be careful that we're not right next to a toxic chemical waste dump. Exactly. <laughs> As well. The verse 1 just said what you said. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Right. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking of. And you're right. I mean... That is, a, is exactly the point. So I think one of the big things that we need to be very, very aware of right here is that um, to remind ourselves that uh, that the evil one will disguise himself as lambs, right, or, or as peace, as bringing you know, that's thoughts where I think that, of peace. That's the whole concept of a, of a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm-hmm. That's where that comes from. I think it comes from the scripture, right? <laughs> and and I believe that that as we as we move forward, asking for for God's wisdom and His complete understanding, as we want to connect with Him in a relationship with Him, then that is that we need to make sure that as we listen to the news, whatever news channel you listen to. That you're very careful that to be reminded that they're not they're not quoting scripture, they're not speaking truth, they're trying to tickle the ear of in the midst of presenting news, they're trying to tickle the ear so that they can get more viewers and then bring them in. Yeah. So you've got to be careful with where you listen, what you're studying, how you're how you're doing these things so that you're not deceived because what it will do is it will amp you up in worry. It'll amp up thoughts of of ultra concern. Now it's it's not bad to touch base with news. We've talked about that here before. But I think one of the biggest things that we want to you make sure that we hone in on is not to be in the midst of toxicity, right? Well, besides that, every every uh Every media outlet's got their own bias. Right. That's the problem. They'll be pushing their bias. It's not, they'll want to bend the truth to fit their bias. All, I think they all do that to a degree. So you right. really have to be careful, yeah. like you said. And I, I think about this when you was, you was talking there about Satan and what he does. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like the children's story of Little Red Riding Hood. Uh, the wolf had despised grandma and, 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 Red Riding Hood was starting to pick up on that. Said, "Well, Grandma, you know what? What big teeth you have!" Right. You know? and, and I think that's the way we recognizing, need to really, really using discernment in life on some of the choices we make and some of the things that we listen to and some of the paths that we might want to go down. Because Satan's like that. If you look deep enough, you can you can probably see the teeth <laughs> or claws or whatever, you know. But a lot of times we'll overlook that. If that makes any sense, I think that that's a great analogy. I think it, uh, and and the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to, to help us and to be be very, um, uh, well, I just lost the word, but anyway, attentive 
um, towards uh, that discernment, towards that uh, understanding. And that's what the Word of God will do, help us do. Um, you know, it's a living and breathing Word of God. It it breathes mm-hmm. the life in us. It brings about wisdom. Uh, it's amazing, folks, as you continue to study the Word, the life of, of God is presented in such beautiful ways, uh, brings the wisdom as needed, uh, helps us discern. My goodness, mm-hmm. it's such a, a beautiful thing. So anyway, I, I think that that's, that's really the big thing. Stay away from things that are troubling uh, and excess of it, um, but be more so minded. Of um, well, I think an, an analogy of that Jesus, is of the, of the word. We've all been guilty, or have done it before. We've watched a movie or something, and it really disturbs us, and it's on our mind when we go to bed. Sometimes it even gives us nightmare or wakes us up. If you're prone to that, stay, don't just don't stay, do it. Just don't watch it. Stay away from it. <laughs> that's that, right. I know that's a point because I, I know a lot of people that's happened. It's even happened to me before. You know, you get into something and. Uh, whether it's somebody being killed or tortured or, or whatever, and that sticks with you. Uh, the news does that to you. You know, when I first heard about that yesterday, I started weeping because uh, I just I just thought about that pain on the and these innocent children. You know, it's bad enough killing uh, adults and whatever. Murder's murder, but to take that innocence, uh, it's just I can't wrap my mind around why somebody would do that to kill children, but or kill anybody actually but i think it even with children's involvement makes it worse to me mm-hmm. maybe it shouldn't but it does third sign famines and pestilences uh, i thought this was amazing 821 million people one in nine still go to bed with an empty stomach each night mm. and we got enough food in the world it took feed yeah. them but we we don't it's it's I, I, we have all kinds of excuses i remember during the potato famine in Ireland, a million people starved to death. England wouldn't help them because they thought they were lazy. I mean, it's just a wrap your mind around that. I just, it's just crazy. A million people starved to death. They were eating shoe leather and, every, I mean, trying to survive and whatever. And England, nobody helped them. Um, I, well, I don't get that, but I can That's get on a rant on that. Absolutely but, crazy. And then, you, you know, we think about diseases and whatever, and they're in that flu epidemic, 1919, 1920, and they killed like millions and millions of people around the world. And of course, AIDS is still around; it still kills 2,600 people every day worldwide. And now, with with COVID and other related variants, over a million people died. It continues to spread. So that's there. We wouldn't have fought in this day and age. That's what really surprised me when we first heard of COVID. I said, well, our technology will stay ahead. It will be okay in the United States. Well, Diane and I both had it, and a lot of people, you probably had it. I don't know. A lot of people had it. Yeah. So that's there. And in the fourth signs, earthquakes, hurricanes, and tsunamis, we've had some dandies. I'm not going to go into all that, but I know going down working on Katrina and uh, the one in Texas, uh, you, you just saw the devastation and whatever, and they keep coming as well, and you can't stop them. But it's all, you know, a sign, the sign of our our world, I guess. You wonder sometimes with the pollution and that kind of things, how much we've of these problems we brought on ourselves to a degree. The last sign was religious persecution. 
Jesus said, but watch out for yourselves in Matthew thir- or Mark 13, 9 and 10. For they will deliver you up to councils, you will be beaten in synagogues, and you will be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony to them, and the gospel must first be preached to all the nations. And we can go on and on about persecution that have happened down through the years. It's still going on. It's still going on. And then there in uh, John 15, Jesus said this, hard words to swallow, maybe, but true words. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world would love its own, yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. So, and then, you know, we talked about religious freedoms being attacked. Before the 60s, it was okay to pray in, in school, public schools. Mm-hmm. That's all gone. They took all that out, and it continues. Um, and then I ended up talking about Jerusalem. Now learn this parable from the fig tree, Jesus said in Mark 13. When its branches has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know the summer is near. So you also, when you see these things happen, know that it is near at the doors. You know, and that's the point. 1948, Israel became a nation, and it was a miracle. Nobody ever thought that would happen. After the, right. the, the final dispersion of the Jews was 70 A.D., between 70 A.D. and 1948, they were scattered throughout the world. Yeah. In 48, they came back home. Yeah. Uh, and that displaced Palestinians. And they're still refugees. So but God gave them that land. But I, what I find interesting about Israel, there's not very many followers of Christ in Israel. Uh, there will be. You know, Scripture talks about that. that two-thirds of them will be killed in the tribulation. Now you try to wrap your mind around that. Mm. Two thirds. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the. I don't know how many Jews there are in the world, but that's a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just people. hard to grasp. But that's yeah. what the scripture says. If you believe that, right, and then a third of them will finally come to Christ and accept Him as Messiah. The Israelis, they believe in. They're nationalistic. They believe in the nation of Israel, and that's why they'll die for it. Now, yeah, there's a different sex of Judaism uh, in Israel as well, but uh, there's just, and there's a lot of uh, Muslims in Israel, a lot of mosques in Jerusalem. I was surprised. They're all over the place. But um, as you look to the future, Jerusalem, the spotlight's on Jerusalem. And, and again, the scripture, God has blessed those that bless the Jews, and he curses those that don't. Yeah. The nation of Israel is surrounded by hostile nations that want to kill them all. Yeah, that's right. So that's where they're at. They're right in the middle. And that's why in the scripture it talks about a power coming down from the north. And I'll get into that later, I guess. But uh, so we, are we in last days? Uh, it all depends on how you see it. I believe we are, but I can't tell you um, how close it is because nobody right. knows that. But the signs are starting to really. And again, God's timing is so much different than ours. So. Yeah, and that's that's what leads us right into this coming Sunday's uh, message, um, and the title of that is: "Will you, Will you be left behind?" And, and here's another wild thing to me that you know you think about 
small world and whatever. In 69, a Christian artist by the name of Larry Norman wrote the, and sang a song entitled, I Wish We'd All Be Ready. So we moved to Freeport. We uh, start this church and whatever. Brad McMahon next door had the newsstand. He had that song in his jukebox. <laughs> he liked it. So he put it on his jukebox. So we, we think about bizarre old world in a sense. So Larry Norman came to town. Kenny Tucker here from Sullivan played with him in his band for a while. So he got him to come here and he played here at the newsstand. So I walked over there. <laughs> Here's Larry Norman, the guy that sang that song, sitting in a booth at the newsstand drinking a milkshake and Brad puts that song on. <laughs> that's how wild is that? Right. This is well, Brad didn't know him. No, like that. No, that's he didn't just know wild that he was to me. That here's the guy that sang that song, sitting in there drinking a milkshake. Isn't that crazy? My goodness, and I, I'm not going to read them now, but the lyrics have have so much meaning in them. They really do. He died in 2008. Yeah. So it is a small world. And the title of this series of messages is Preview of Coming Attractions. Uh, I think people need to be at least be aware of it. Uh, 9.28 of Hebrews gives us a hint of what we're talking about. So also Christ died only once as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again, but not to deal with our sins again. This time he will bring salvation to all those who are eagerly, eagerly waiting for him. You know, and... The rapture, really, the word rapture is not in the Bible. Um, the The phrase in the Latin means caught up. Rapturus, which means to be caught up. A more literal definition is to be snatched up. Believers will be taken to meet the Lord in the air. You know, so. He mentioned in Matthew 24, Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding in the mill, one will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what the hour your Lord is coming. That's that's in Matthew 24, verses 40 and 42. So that's, you know, it'll be in an instant. It'd be like Captain Kirk asking Scotty to beam me up. Right. (laughs) That's kind of what it'll be like. I thought one of the things, too, uh, interesting about the Thessalonians, they were... They knew Jesus was coming back, so they were going to kick back. They weren't going to work or do nothing. They were just going to lay around and wait for Jesus to come back. Look how long that's been. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's it's interesting. You know, you mentioned Captain Kirk, and I I was watching. I mean, the earliest series of uh, Star Trek uh, when I was being raised in early seventies, and you you think about all of the different sci-fi movies. And the different things we get a little numb about thinking, or we get if we don't get numb, we think, "Oh, that's so far fetched." You know, yeah, some people yeah. do, right? You know, start thinking about this. Well, they'll be snatched up. Well, it's like the invasion of the body snatchers, or or aliens, or this yeah. and that and the other thing. Think about the deception that's happening in the midst of not only our our movies and and Hollywood, so to speak and maybe social media um but then also in the highlighting forms of of speaking about aliens and different things of this um part people become over or desensitized or overly thought of you know they think well this is just a bunch of hooey this is myth. just myth this is a bunch of of uh, things that 
that that don't make sense or or fake or Hollywood or it's just another way of, of manipulation maybe yeah. even yep and um, it would just I think that it's so important that as we think about this and I know that this is going to be something that you're going to be bringing up I'm sure but our relationship with God is first and foremost again it's not about the scare tactic it's are you ready yeah. do yeah, you because, have a relationship right. with Jesus do you, have you asked him to come into your heart have you have you asked him to be forgiven of your sins and then are you anticipating his return and saying this is temporary here my eternal home is waiting and, and we have a choice that, I, I know people that if he came today wouldn't go so that should uh, spur us on to be Jesus to him at least let him know say you know what's coming here's right <laughs> and what kind of a Christian are you yeah. if you have done that what kind of a Jesus quote unquote are you representing yeah. to those around you is it someone that others will want to be like or is it somebody that someone that that people cower away and go my man if if being like Jesus is like you then I don't want anything of it here, and that's here's, rough. Here, here's an amazing verse, really. Matthew 24, 36. When we're talking about who knows. Jesus said, No one knows the hour, the day or the hour, when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Wow. Only the Father knows. Now that's... Man, that's that's you know that's pretty, pretty wild, really. It is. That is wild. That he's not told. I mean, he that, that he hasn't told Jesus. No one knows that's the what hour it says. or the day, so that's that's how in secretive that it is. You know, we, and then we I'm gonna talk a little bit the rapture and the second coming, and a glimpse at the future when Israel's attacked. The Bible says that God will inter, intervene, defend Israel, and turn back the majority of that attacking army. And then I'll talk a little bit about the Antichrist, but not much. And then two facts about the rapture. One, the rapture means no death, that we won't see death. It will just be changed in the twinkling of an eye, it says, and into our glorified bodies. Leave this old carcass here. So, Second, the rapture means a reunion. Not only will we meet the Lord in the rapture, but we will be re reunited with our friends and loved ones who have died and gone on to be with the Lord. Death is the great separator, but Jesus Christ is the great reconciler. First Thessalonians two nineteen, for what is our hope, our joy, our crown of rejoicing? It is not even in you the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ that is coming? He was saying that spiritual children uh, would be his crown of rejoicing when he comes. And then uh if Jesus come today, just as our text reads, you know, would you be ready? That's the point. The voice of the arch archangel, a powerful angel who stands before God. Michael, Gabriel, and archangel mentioned in the scripture. That's the voice of the archangel with the blast of the trump of God. If the eastern sky splits with this ultimate power of God Almighty, would you be left behind? So that's that's where we're going. So, yeah. And you know, I talk about how to, how to receive Christ. So that's where we're at. That's where we're headed with that. 
well past for Sunday. It's, so, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, previews of coming attractions. That's that's uh, that's a good, great way to put it. Uh, title on that series for sure. Well, Pastor, why don't you pray um, as we wrap this time up and and uh, just cover the people uh, that are listening. Lord, we love you. And as Steve said, I think about those folks out there in Texas. And I just pray, Lord, that they know you and they're reaching out to you because you you're the only one that can get comfort. And if they don't know you, Lord, I pray for the counselors and the pastors and uh, the believers in that part of the world, they might reach out to them and, and help them through this terrible, terrible time. And Lord, as we think about uh, the future and we know what's coming, um, I think sometimes, like Steve said, we just kind of ignore it or put it in the back of our minds that we don't think it'll be uh, us or in this generation, but we don't know that. So that's why we always need to be uh, ready and have our, it's like the uh, parable of the ten virgins. You never know when it's going to come back. You need oil in your lamp and it needs to be lit. That's the deal. So help us to, to do that. And as we think about that and help us continue to be uh, your kids, Lord, and um, be witnesses and what you've called us to do and maybe be aware and may it intensify our prayers and our desire to lead people to you lord and to warn them of the coming attractions as well because we want them to be involved uh, with us and your kingdom and your family so we love you god we give you praise and glory we ask these things in the name of christ amen amen well thank you so much for spending some time with me pastor and thank you for listening uh as you have um folks and we're just so grateful uh, that God is still on the throne he's going to remain on the throne for eternity there is none that is higher uh, there it is a great hope that we have in Jesus and uh, he has made a way for all Gentiles and Jews to be uh, able to have a relationship with Jesus Christ with God the Father and uh, to be directed by the Holy Spirit so, folks, I hope you know him. I hope you continue to, to put your trust in him. And, um, boy, we are glad, 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 glad that you've joined us here today and that, uh, that Jesus has been uh, celebrated. So, without further ado, we're going to wrap this time up. Again, thanks, Pastor, for being with me. And we'll see you and talk to you next week. Until then, we'll say goodbye. Bye-bye.